0: KKFN and KKFN HD on 1110. The 5 o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. Let's
1: go!
2: I'm anxious to see you guys run because you know, they've gotten
0: you know, a lot of work and yet... Both of them are new to me, you know, and so, you know, as we're going through goal line, short yardage, and you know, someone's going to get those reps, you
1: know, and so you know, those two will be very active in the game. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting game for us as a team. Um, obviously, it's a division opponent uh, early on in the season, week one, so it should be very exciting for us, you know what I mean? So, um, we will be put to the test early, but, you know, we're ready for it. Yeah, you know, he, he's a good back. You know, and obviously, good players make plays, but you have to make a you know a, you know a real effort to get him stopped. That's that's where it starts, in my opinion. Don't wear red in it's the facility. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta take the red shirt off my website so with my clothes this week. I gotta make that call I get locker room. It so, is rivalry week, and we are there.
0: We are Raiders. We are Cornhuskers. We are CU Buffaloes. We are Broncos. We will have our keys to the game coming up here in just a few minutes. Also, our Broncos official pick. But in general, I think we're feeling pretty good about all of it. Nate Jackson, tell me, what game, first of all, to you, strikes you as a more compelling matchup? Broncos-Raiders, CU Nebraska. I'm more compelled by the Broncos-Raiders because of all the
2: the focus we've had on it, um, all the knowledge we have of the moving parts, the newness of Sean Payton, um, the, the historical rivalry t- between them. But I, but I'm not less intrigued by the buffs and the corn huskers, but that's a surprise. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Oh, this new surprise intrigue because of what Dion was able to do or has been able to do so quickly and was able to do it on the national television stage last week. shocked the world. You're not going to shock anybody anymore right now. Now you have expectations. So will you live up to those, now, now that everybody does believe, I'm intrigued by that. Of course, the atmosphere there is going to be electric and, and awesome. But, uh, no, to me, I'm, a, I'm an NFL guy, and I'm really, you know, following these Broncos very closely. I'm really intrigued to see what happens there.
0: This week with the Wickersham piece, did what for Sean
2: Payton? I don't think it did much. I mean, you know, for people who read that stuff and are interested in his personality and his journey, I think it put into context a little bit of more of what he's been through, um, the struggles he had in, in New Orleans the the axe he's grinding with the league office and roger goodell personally it's it seems like sort of a redemption tour where he's trying to like have a clean slate here and shake the old demons and like you know fall back into a type of routine that, it may, that makes him comfortable what it made me clear about is that he just loves football he loves the grind of it loves watching film and coming up with something and you know trying to decode the next team and
0: give his quarterback something that's going to help him win. I think that's the right guy to have around here. Sean Payton said rivalries is really are more of a college thing than a pro thing. Was he right? I don't agree with that.
2: I don't agree with that. I mean, I played for the Broncos. We played them against the Raiders, you know, for six years. That's 12 games,
0: and every one of them
2: was a humdinger. You know what I mean? Like,
0: uh, What was your record against the Raiders? Do you remember? Nine and three. No way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. That is
2: awesome. That's pretty good, right? That is really good. Um. But you know for example we would we would go to Oakland and we would arrive at the stadium and in the buses and the to- mm. the the line for the porta
0: potties already snaked around the parking lot. I was at that stadium this summer. First time I've ever been out there. I was actually out there for an A's game. Can you believe oh, I really? went to an A's game? Yeah. And I'm going there It's a huh? dump. It's a dump. Yeah. And it's you in the, see the locker rooms. I've uh uh I haven't been there for a game so I don't know but I have been to well, it used to be Qualcomm, whatever it is yeah. now in San Diego. I heard dumpy it's, too. Uh, yeah, I heard it was similar dump dumpesque. Yeah. But I did I did make a point at the baseball game because you can walk around the entire stadium mm-hmm. just because I wanted a vibe of what is this joint really all about. Now, what was interesting though, the place was a dump. But it must have been a pretty intense place to play, though. Oh, yeah. Because you're I mean, everything's right on top of the field. Yeah, and not only and that, it's enclosed. And,
2: but both locker rooms come out right next to each other. It's both not definitely. like you're on different sides of the stadium. Like, you literally come out and walk out together in the same small little narrow area. That's insane. Yeah, which is problematic what? when, <laughs> like, you know.
0: Like your English Premier Soccer or something. Yeah. Crazy. And, and the parking lot full of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know what? Just um, the dregs. Well, that that's the thing about the parking lots too out there. Yeah, the place is a dump. It's in the middle of kind of nowhere, right along the highway. However, the parking lots are vast. They're flat. Oh yeah. So like, it's actually for tailgating. It's great. It's actually and pretty they arrive
2: very early, and by the time the the game comes around, they're very. Very sauced up. It's going to be an exciting first quarter. The crowd's going to be super into it. The team's going to come out on fire when our buses rolled up. Aside from the porta potties, lines being around the block, you know we're getting eggs thrown at. A, like a, a lady, we're rolling up in the bus, and I'm looking out the window. The guy in front of me, he has got has his headphones on, and I watch this lady on the other side of a chain link fence walk up, see us, walk up to a cooler, mm. open up a cooler. Pull out a couple hands full of eggs, start chucking them at the bus. It hit it hit the window right next to the face of the <laughs> guy in front of me. And he's awesome. like ah. He like he. he well, he, it could sound like a gunshot. No, it was it scary. It yeah. was. It, it scared him. And yeah. then the egg was just rolling down the window there. Mm-hmm. But then, as the buses came into the into the parking lot, there's a swarm of zombies around the bus. You have to like inch through them, and they're all just giving you the bird and yelling at you. And it was very exciting, <laughs> terrifying, exactly. <laughs> Who's who's packing because we might need it. Uh, thankfully, we had security that got us in there. But yeah, it was,
0: hopefully, none of the players were packing. So you understand this is a rivalry. Okay? So you could feel that right away. Yeah. But now, who are the Raiders? Yeah, if your family goes to the game, they're
2: going to leave scarred. Yeah. My mom. I'm from the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, it's 40, kind of forty five minutes away. Right, right, right My right. mom went to the first one, right. and after that, she said <laughs> next year she's not coming. Even though it's only forty five minutes from her house, she's not coming. And then she couldn't watch it on TV because it was blacked out because they couldn't sell out the stadium because the whole Al Davis thing. So, um, yeah, it was not a pleasant place to be an opposing fan. And I know I'm, I'm sure there's tons of people listening right now, Broncos fans, who went to those games in Oakland and was wearing a Broncos jersey, and they have stories. I mean, it's relentless. So you could
0: feel the right. Plus, Shanahan yes. thought he got ripped off of money from Al exactly. Davis. so He, he made, it made it clear, that. too. Yeah. And he didn't have to tell us that, but we sort of knew it.
2: But I would say that, you know, I read an article this week about the Bears and the Packers. The Bears have a rookie, like, like a rookie development day once a week or something like that. This week, their rookie development day, they were given a tutorial, a deep dive into the rivalry between the Bears and the Packers.
0: The history of it. How it started. All this stuff. So... Other NFL teams believe in that. Yeah, because now, so say it's Patrick Sertan and the Raiders are playing at Allegiant Stadium, which is, I mean, I was blown away going to Allegiant Stadium. I mean, blown away. I mean, Dion Warwick was singing pregame. Not that that blew me away, but you want to talk about something that was different than the the old uh, you know arena. They had a band. So they have a Vegas style, but I mean, I'm telling you, an unreal band that just plays throughout the course of the entire game. What, like the Chuck E. Cheese band? Um, But I don't want to make it, I don't want to speak down on it because the band was so freaking good. Like they could play literally like any song they wanted to at any time. There's a live band on a a stage, a big stage built for that band to just play. So it's like a Vegas casino. It was. It was unreal. There goes your home field advantage. I actually agree. And, The tickets were very expensive, but there were lots of empty seats because these are just ticket brokers snatching up the seats to sell them, and either they sell them or they don't sell them. So despite how um, cool the stadium was and there were so many elements of coolness to it and how nice the facility was, it wasn't an intimidating place whatsoever. And it it didn't give you a sense that, oh, this is going to really build a rivalry. Not at all. So, everything you said about playing the Raiders when you were a player, everything that went into it, none of that exists with the Raiders right now with the Broncos, except, except perhaps the fact that the Raiders have beat the Broncos six straight times, um, you know, seven out of eight, you know, something like that. And I don't know if that matters or not because we fixate so much on the Kansas City kicking that they've given the Broncos. Well, you got this, you know, bummer streak going on with the Raiders, too. Well, Sean Payton doesn't know anything about that, and that, that's probably part why he's
2: downplaying it, because he hasn't gotten his butt kicked by the Raiders as a Broncos coach, not once. And so he's like, I'm not
0: taking ownership of that, you know? So, like... Um, well, you heard that from Hackett last year, and I thought that was a mistake. It was weak. You know, Justin Allen, rivalry. Every game's a rivalry, which means no game's a rivalry. And... And Hackett just going through the laundry list like he's auditioning for another job because his dad. I love and, the Raiders. I love, yeah, they're good people and this and that. And what are you planning on working for him? Maybe. Uh, you never know.
2: I do have a comment, though, about um, the lack of home field advantage now at Allegiant because this new stadium with all the bells and whistles, where there's all sorts of cool stuff going on, you don't know what to watch. So you yeah, don't watch the football game. <laughs> yes. What happens if they build one out by DIA and build a, a $2 billion stadium that has
0: all those same bells and whistles? Don't worry about it. it ain't happening. I don't know, but you're advocating it. for it. I know, but it's not happening. I've, I've come to terms with it. It's not happening. Okay, it ain't I happening. think that's good for the Broncos. They put $100 million into it. They put up a jumbotron like you're sitting in your bedroom, you know. Like if it, that'd be a pretty big bedroom, but well, they could probably transport that to the new stadium. They could do a lot of things with money. Money can do anything. But every indication I see out of this ownership group, which I love and I'm praising, I'm saying good things about, is we're going to make this experience in this spot as good as humanly possible. I think the next steps for them is to make the surrounding area parking lots better, like a McGregor Square sort of deal down by the Broncos, and finally make the Mile High District, actually something, make it something. And I think the Walton Penner Group will do that. And I think that's way more likely than they'll build a new stadium out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. It's just, again, taking a little bit of time to realize who these folks are and what they're all about. It's not bad whatsoever. So I I saw a recent poll that people like at Powerfield – Overall uh, NFL experience-wise, is it the greatest tailgating? It's all right. You're restricted a little bit because you're you're kind of trapped in there between twenty-five and Federal and Colfax and you know mouse trap, loopy sort of roads. It's just not big, fat, flat parking lots like you get in Buffalo or Oakland. Well, the the old Oakland or Green Bay, these type of places. You don't have that. Who cares? Just make it an awesome experience for the fans. And I think this ownership group is dedicated to doing that. So as far as I'm concerned, and I've seen designs to put a roof on it if they want. Mm. I know they've looked into it. I know they have the architectural designs to do it if they choose to do it. That place ain't going nowhere. That place ain't going nowhere. Be happy with it. For everybody who loves the stadium downtown, be happy. What they are going to do, Nate, they're going to expand the hell out of the facility over here in the tech center. You you aren't even going to recognize that. Because they're going to put the, the locker room is inadequate for what you need. They're yeah. going to put the players over at the field house. That that berm is going down. <laughs> they're they're going to make massive changes there over the next decade. They're going to focus on that and they're going to keep the experience downtown. Does that make you happy? It does. It does. There you go. I you
2: know what? You know why? Because in the AFC West, two of the teams in the AFC West have these fancy new stadiums where they have no home field advantage. Chargers and the Raiders. That's great for the Broncos. I don't want the Broncos giving up their home field advantage by doing some stupid stadium out there. Don't or... worry about it. All right,
0: cool. You're you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be more than fine. And they're the Walton Petter group. After about a decade, will sell that bad boy for about twenty billion dollars. Nah. And we'll see whose problem it comes. Nah, they're gonna next. give it to the kids. The kids want to play water polo. <laughs> it's time for keys to the game. Let's go. Phil on Ford presents our keys to the game. Nate, in terms of beating this Raiders team, and this is always tricky because really, who are these teams? It's hard to know in week one, week two. But in terms of Josh McDaniels and beating the Raiders, what do you see? What do you think the keys to the game are? Well, um, offensively, I think you just have to have a balance. I don't think you have to say
2: we're going to rely on the run. I think you want to test this Raiders secondary early. Uh, they're not very good. This defense of the Raiders isn't very good. After Mad Max, can you name one player on their defense? Cannot. Cannot. Because I can they're look not good. Up. Up.
0: I can tell you in about five
2: seconds. And they and they haven't gotten any better. I think this defense is vulnerable. I think the Broncos have to attack and take it to them. Don't try to play super conservatively. Um, that, that said, don't hang your guys out to dry. But don't, don't be a conservative. How important is it to contain Max Crosby, though? Very. It's actually your number one task. Offensively, Look, Russell Wilson, you said he's only going to get sacked twice. Yeah, And you're going up against a sack master here, okay? Yeah. Something's got to give. If that's the case, then they neutralize him. How do they neutralize him? They slide the protection to him. They send a tight end and a running back to chip him. There are ways that you can stop one guy, but you have to
0: put your attention on him. And I imagine Sean Payton is creating a game plan to do so. One guy that I do know is Chandler Jones, but he's had his own issues, and he is not going to play in this game. Right. Jerry Judy is uh, a little bit more of a question. Jerry Tillery, Bile Nichols, Divine Diablo. Divine Diablo is an amazing name. I don't know who he is, but it's Divine a great name. Diablo. Robert Spillane, Luke Masterson, Nate Hobbs, Marcus Epps, to your point. To your point. Who are they? Yeah, man, it's 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 fair.
2: In a, in addition, Josh shipped out some playmakers that he had. Darren Waller, Derek Carr, DeMonte mm-hmm. Adams is unhappy. Josh Jacobs unhappy. Clearly Chandler Jones unhappy. Got a
0: new quarterback, Jimmy G. You know, he's fragile. I I just think there's so many question marks with the Raiders. It's hard to imagine this Raiders team is a good team. Not right now. It feels like a mess to start the season. Six wins last year. Three of them. Two of them came against the Broncos. One of them
2: was that last second play against the Patriots where Jacoby Myers threw it backwards. Chandler Jones caught it. uh, Coincidentally, scored the touchdown. Um... Josh McDaniels liked that play
0: so much out of but Jacoby Myers. He signed him. So he, he, Jacoby Myers now on the Raiders. What else keys to the game? What offensively did the Broncos have to do to a defense that might be a little suspect? The
2: quick pass game. So I see the Raiders trying to keep everything in front of them, right? Um, uh, letting these guys complete the quick passes. So I'm say, talking about yards after the catch. These guys have to take make a catch and make a guy miss and take something to the house. You didn't see a lot of that last year. Not at all. There were not a lot of yards after the catch. That means Russell has to get the ball out of his hand quickly, though. Hit a step and throw it. Don't wait on it. Trust that they're going to be in the right spot. The precision, the accuracy has to be there. But uh, yards
0: after the catch is going to be big. There are many bad games with Patrick Sertan, that's for sure. Right. But it was a nightmare at home against the Raiders and Devontae Adams. Catching a pa- I mean, Devontae Adams had an unbelievable game. Uh, against Patrick Sertan. What about that matchup? Here's what I would say with that. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the game. You're not going to stop
2: him. You're not. Mm. You have to score points. The game you're talking about ended 22 to 16. Correct. You got to score more than 16 points. You got to put up 24, 25, 26. You do that. And yes, Devontae might score a touchdown. He might have 100 yards. He might have eight, nine catches. Okay. As long as... Everyone isn't doing that. You accept that their best players are gonna get some numbers. just like you talked about with Josh Jacobs yes, earlier, right? Yeah. Go ahead and rush for 126 yards. Whatever. If we keep you
0: out of the end zone and can hold you under 20 points, we'll probably be fine. In terms of defensively, who do you think else who else are you looking forward to seeing for the Broncos?
2: Randy Gregory. I want to see him putting pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was played really bad against the Broncos last year in week three. Now he had not practiced all minicamp, offseason, whatever training camp. And then he was thrust into the role after Trey, uh, Trey Lance got hurt. He was rusty, but he didn't play well. Um, so I want to see these guys. And Randy Gregory, by the way, was getting after him. So I want to see Randy Gregory get after him again. I'm really interested to see Jonathan Cooper on the other side as well. Jonathan Cooper playing ahead of Frank Clark, right? Um, and he's flashed every time he's out there. He's had some injuries. But I think I think he's a player to watch. And sneaky, sneaky option to lead the team
0: in sacks this year, Jonathan Cooper. We have a kicker that we've never seen. Will Lutz. Will 30 Rock Lutz. Apparently he's dialed in right now, though.
2: (laughs) He kicked a 70-yarder at practice. The ball's flying off his foot. This is where you want to kick
0: at altitude or elevation. But how weird is this that the first time we're going to see this guy in a Broncos uniform will be in game one after an entire training camp? It's weird, but it's not like he has to learn the plays. He doesn't have a game plan. It's the same. He's at the golf course. Are you Are you happy about this decision? What uh, moving on from Maher for for Lutz? Um, trading yes. for him.
2: Yeah, trading I am. for a kicker. I am. I am because clearly Sean Payton has confidence in Will Lutz, mm-hmm. and I think that there, there's a lot to be said for a coach who trusts and knows his kicker well enough to, to have seen him in all these situations to know how he handles pressure kicks, to know how he handles windy kicks, to know how he handles all those stuff. He didn't know that about Brett Maher. He didn't know that about Brandon McManus. He knows that about Will Lutz. If he believes that he's healthy, the injuries behind him, that core injury that kind of dogged in the last couple years, then absolutely, I agree with bringing him in. Fill in the
0: blank. The Broncos will win if... If Greg Dulcich has a touchdown. Really? Fun one. The Broncos will lose if... Greg Dulcich doesn't have a touchdown. (laughs) And on that, it's time for Those Were Our Keys to the Game, presented by Phil Longford of Denver. Shop Colorado's best selection. Don't forget myself and Michael Evans will be down at Mile High Station. Come by and say hi. We'll be doing that. We're a decade plus doing that show together. So despite whatever our squabbles are, Monday through Friday, we get together on the weekends in football season and, Spend quality time away from our families at Mile High Station. <laughs> but they'll come by and
2: heckle you or get on the phone with someone trying to find your friends using cuss words because DMAC is not
0: going to be happy. Our Broncos pick is powered by King Supers, hometown grocer, hometown team, the official grocery sponsor of the Denver Broncos. We actually have a grocery store closer to us, Nate. My wife goes past it just to go to King Supers, has for 24 years. Where Broncos play on Monday, Thursday night. This is it. Wherever you need them. Whatever you need to get ready. Think of your great friends there at King Supers. Give me your pick. Me? Yep. A score score as well? Yep. Broncos, 28-13. Scenario-wise, 28-13, blow it from the start. It keeps on growing. Touchdown a quarter pretty steady. It's going to be 14 to 6 at halftime. You're predicting kind of a little bit of a boring game, sort of. Uh, yeah. Game under control. Yes. Yeah. KJ, you got to
1: pick on this one, my man. Give it to me. <clears throat> I have I have the Raiders 31-27. Woo! We'll get back to that in a second. I got Love the Broncos it. winning 30 to 13
0: 30 to 17. with the Raiders, with the ball, and a scoop and score or pick six sort of thing. And I'm leaning towards Patrick Sutan making a big-time hero play in this particular game. I think McDaniels will go after him. I think he's gone after him in the two games last year. He has not been shy about it. And I think they'll use their best weapon, which is Devontae Adams, as much as possible. They will not care that Patrick Sertan may be shadowing Devontae Adams. Will not care. Can Jimmy G do that, though? Like, you know, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, they play together in college. Big question to be answered. And they don't, we'll see. That's another we're fixing to find out. Yeah. Very fair question. We know the connection between Carr and Devontae Adams going, like you said, Fresno State, right? Yep. Back, back, back. We'll see. Fresno State, man. I not a great place to go to college. Why not? Man. Bulldogs, man. Yeah, man. Fresno. Fresno, not great. It's a wonderful town. It's not really so great. much to do. It's not that much beautiful, to go. gorgeous views. Quite far away from the ocean. Too. Just in the middle like, I Just like yeah, yeah. kind of landlocked. Why? Just, why? Why have you been to Fresno? Yeah, my son played baseball, yeah, baseball you got a really right. tour of the all the armpits of dude. I can California, tell you. What, man, what, what like, do I need uh, to know? <laughs> Where else did you go? Bakersfield, Visalia? I well, also played games in uh, Napa Valley, so that wasn't so bad. No, you know, Skyline bad. outside of Pacifica. No, I go you go Stockton as well. And I've been to Stockton. Yeah, I bet oh, you yeah. Did. No, I, I've been to all of Sacramento. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anyways, I got the Broncos winning 32 17. All right, KJ, help me out. Why? Why are you down on the Broncos, my man? What yeah. Why you do you hate me? everything
2: that we, we were doing around here?
0: Well, just twenty four hours. ago. You, you know what? Hold on that thought. I'll let me get your explanation when you come back from the break. This is the drive on the. Phone. A Bud Light Football Friday. Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Denver Broncos. Here's the drive. All right, KJ, explain yourself
1: i on my own.
0: You're getting roasted on the
1: Ramoslaw.com text line for you you're outrageous. Uh, don't don't outrageous. you worry. I'm, I'm getting roasted on my own personal number as well. Um, <laughs> no, well, what simple. do you what do you see that we don't see? Here here's the thing. Twenty-four hours ago we talked about the possibility of what Jimmy G, G could do just because of the fact he's a winner, right? Uh, he's north of 60% as far as his winning percentage in his career. So if a guy who spends his whole career winning, all he does is win, then at some point you got to give him credit for doing what he does best. We talk about the lack of weapons he does have. We said the same thing last year, and yet Derek Carr still had a pretty solid season. So my thinking is Jimmy G is with a coach who wants him. He likes that coach. And I think that alone will cover up for all of the other faults. Not to mention, it's something about when the Broncos defense sees the black and silver that they just forget how to play defense because <laughs> they get ran all over. Uh, wide receivers just magically uh, find themselves so you're open. Linking, so. You're linking bad things from the past three years to this year.
0: Absolutely. It is a whole new thing. But you know what? Uh, just uh, I am picking the Broncos. But to support UKJ, just a pinch... The fact in that Wickersham article that as late as the Rams coming in here for a joint practice Nate, and the Broncos not being able to get up for that practice, it's a red flag. It's a red flag. So are you concerned they're not going to get up for the game? I'm concerned. Okay, here are my concerns because I am predicting them to win. I am saying the Broncos are going to win. But do I have concerns? Yeah. My concerns are the Broncos are not going to be able to finish the game. That's my biggest concern. That's why I'm hoping Patrick Sertan or somebody else on defense makes a big play in the last four minutes to sort of seal the deal. That's how I have them winning 30-17 because I got them up 23-17 with the Raiders scaring the crap out of everybody with the ball in their hands kind of driving down the field. I just see a big play being made by Patrick Sertan. So I don't have it as a blowout from start to finish. You have it more of a, a game of control where the Broncos are going to kind of just manage things the entire game. KJ has disaster, and I've got, like, kind of a lot of drama with the big play for the Broncos at the end because I do think they're just going to keep going to Devontae Adams, and I think Sutan's going to have that moment. But if I'm concerned about anything, it's the lack of being able to finish defensively. And we have seen Broncos teams, good Broncos teams, Nate, Really good defenses not be able to finish. And I just have my, and I like VJ. But if we're just going to be a worry ward here, you know, it's VJ. And so I'm just a little pinch concerned about it. I get it. I mean, six straight games to the Raiders. The Raiders
2: were not good last year. They still found a way to take it to the Broncos twice. They clearly have our number, have had our number. Can Sean Payton change that with a culture change? The, the difference in play calling, the difference in just demeanor on game day, the experience that he has. he's has a lot more experience a lot more. than the last guy and also the guy
0: who we're going against. And it Sunday. makes me feel like, and I think I think the the number one thing you need out of a head coach is to have a philosophical approach to how to win and the most experience in game time management. You don't want somebody up in a booth to be a better expert than the coach That's got to be the smartest guy in terms of game management. And I do believe the Broncos have that guy in Sean Payne. I think that's exactly how he thinks. He thinks you're not always right about it. I mean, but the odds will go in your favor if you do the right thing most of the time. I do believe that. Who's got the better quarterback?
2: That was almost a D-Max side, but not quite. It was just a breathing through the nose. Do you ever get in trouble for a, a sigh at home? No. My wife just, she's just just tries to ignore
0: me. It's just, it's just, you know. As long as you're not talking, she's fine. Right, exactly. Sighing. You're kidding. Breathing. Stop but, breathing in there, would you, Darren? The better quarterback. The better, uh, t- 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 I'll on, on, that for on you. Sunday. Not not for the career. Who is the better quarterback? Like ever? Yeah. Uh, overall, yes. Russell, Russell Wilson. Right. Overall. Okay. Okay. I thought. I was, all right.
2: I'm, I'm I'm just kind of going through. All right. The overall, who's, Russell Wilson. Who's got the better quarterback for the game on Sunday? Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. You think? I think Jimmy. it's a I think it's a coin flip. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Right. I it's, think. I think Russell's the better quarterback for Sunday. Okay, for Sunday and cool. forever. Like, yes, he's the better quarterback. The I Jimmy. fine. I mean, definitely forever. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, despite a pretty good win loss record, isn't in a Hall of Fame conversation. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. Right. Russell Wilson's done all of that. Okay, so quarterback Broncos. Okay, uh, but that's a, We're not having a chicken chicken dinner, you know, uh, celebration, uh, lifetime achievement award dinner here. We're talking about the game on Sunday, so I got to think about that for a second. Okay. So I don't know. I think it's a okay. coin flip. Okay, coin flip on that. Who's got the better defensive line? Broncos. But I'm terrified of Max Crosby. Right. Who's got the better secondary? I don't know anything the about the Raiders' secondary. Yeah. So Broncos, yes. Because you never heard of any of these guys. Okay. And the Broncos have two of the top safety corners in the, you know, two of the top five. You know, okay. Broncos. Offensive line. Who's the better offensive line? The Broncos. Well, it's higher paid. That's for sure. The Broncos. I keep going. Keep going. The better receiving core. Probably the Raiders there. Uh, Devontae Adams is pretty damn good, and so is Hunter Renfro. Yeah, tight ends, tight ends. I don't even know who their tight ends exactly. are. Exactly, they,
2: they're, they're, they're Broncos. I would say the Broncos get that. We one. We got the Fishman. That's right, Troutman. Uh Linebackers,
0: linebackers. I'd love to go with the
2: Broncos. Right. So, what? Seven out of nine position groups go to the Broncos here.
0: Well, I don't have them losing like KJ. I know,
2: Troutman. but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to convince KJ i trying to convince don't, those who are doubting. I don't know if it's working. Also, Sean Payton versus Josh McDaniels. Who do you who do you believe in more?
0: I believe Dion Prime. I believe in Sean. Do you Payton. believe now? I believe. I believe. You don't I believe. believe. Do you believe? KJ, do you believe? You don't believe. You don't believe. He doesn't want. Well, he not really like Sean Payton. Next question.
2: Hey, well, by d- the what, way, what don't you like about Sean Payton? Oh, KJ, he can't stand him. He just, he's just He's just not his guy. Well,
1: well, you know, as I've reiterated before, Nate. Um,
2: <laughs> you don't have to do it again.
1: Well, no, it's fine. Um, there's a guy who tells everyone around him that I want you to be quiet. I don't want to hear anything you have to say unless we're talking about football in-house, right? Cool. It's not a problem. But then he goes outside the house all the time. He's running his mouth down at the club. He's at the church. He's down the road with Bob and them. I mean, he's up on Colfax. I mean, he's running his mouth with anybody he can talk to. But when he gets back home, is did you guys say anything? Did you, did you say anything? Did you say anything? No, they didn't, they didn't say anything. Okay. All right, cool. So it's just like Sean Payton. This guy is such a hypocrite when wow. it comes to that. And so sometimes we're like, "Gosh, dude, like, would you would, would you relax? Like, like you, you've got to dial it back." Because I'm a firm believer that if he's willing to do it when there's no pressure, imagine what he'll say when there's real pressure. And on that note, we were trying to keep red out of the
0: studio here. That's not good in my binder. That's oh, terrible, wow. right? Look at that mic cover, too. Who's, yeah, who's and that? frankly, let's look at Scrappy Will Peterson's head. Yeah. That might be an issue. He might have to wear a hat. Fire crotch. Yeah. What? That's what the... Okay, uh, we'll get Scrappy Will in here because I have a question. Is, was this cool or not cool? It's an ethical dilemma question about Nebraska and the Rockies. Details next. It's a Bud Light Football Friday.
1: Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Denver Broncos. Here's the drive. P. Mac,
0: Nate Jackson, KJ, Scrappy Will, our guy. What's up, boys? Who are you on with tonight? Andrew Mason. Oh, that's awesome. Love Mace. We will uh, be the last hour of previewing rivalry week Ooh. on the station. The last vestige of truth. Oh, I mean, I guess you'll have a ton of pregame for Broncos, but, you know, kick before or kick with the bus is going to be here before you know it. I, I'm excited for it. Now, are you conflicted because you actually have red hair? <laughs> I mean, you I should you even be allowed oh, to here? right can't, now? You can't escape the fact that you just you can't escape the red. And do the, does the carpet match the... the uh, really? Are you going there again? We had the one joke. I just sort of let fly. Are we still... Really? Just... What are we doing? Come on. <laughs> yeah, we're going to call it orange hair for the time being. It's, that it's Broncos sounds, hair. That sounds good. Broncos that sounds hair. I normally get offended by the orange hair thing, but we'll stick with it for this weekend. Rather okay. be orange than red this weekend. How do we feel about this week the Rockies hosting a Huskers... Event at their facility on the rooftop. Now, if you didn't know that this is possible for your business or your social gathering, you can rent out stadiums or at least portions of stadiums. Did you know, at Empower Field, there are, most days of the week, multiple events going on in a variety of concourses, and my buddy Pat Jordan, who's worked there forever, he's one of the guys in charge of all that sort of stuff. I mean, there may be a gathering of 1,000 people on one side of the building and 300 people on the other side. You can rent out the Broncos' Fieldhouse. Did you guys know that? You want to play some flag football in the Broncos' Fieldhouse, and you got the scratch to do it? They will rent it out to you. How much does that cost you? Uh, it's there. You can look it up. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know they do charity events. They've done sporting things there. I mean, that had, makes sense. They've had weddings there, and they can do the same up at the rooftop at Coors Field. That happened this week when the Rockies were out of town. It was not a ballpark promotion. It was not the Rockies hosting Huskers night for a game against the Padres. Which they did in June. Okay, but this wasn't. This was different, and I want to make that clear because I wrote the story at denversports.com, but... You guys can go see the photo on the massive scoreboard. Huskers take over Coors Field in all caps lock, and they pinned a red Nebraska flag on top of Coors Field. Yes, because they would advertise for what if it was uh, Debbie Gibberatz's birthday? They would say Happy 36th birthday, Debbie Gibberatz. and that would be up on the scoreboard too. Don't you think it's a little bit of a bad look? 48 hours before the I'm biggest game, the question.
2: De- De- Debbie Gibberratz is not coming to town to play the CU Buffs, though. Okay, and if she was.
0: It might be a different The question situation. is, should the Rockies turn down business? That's what we're asking. Should you turn down business because of a rivalry that's happening that week in Colorado because it's a perceived bad look? Yes or no? I say no because it's a private event. Will? I say yes because they leaned into it. They leaned into it with putting a red Nebraska flag on top of Coors Field and making it extra special for
1: those Huskers at 20th and Blake. K.J. You know, this is another reason why the Rockies won't be around here much longer. <laughs> True. As you know, I'm going to say absolutely. It's ridiculous. Can't be allowing Huskers in there. I doing? say it's a
0: private event. I got it. Huskers night in June. That's a bad look, too. I get it. Why don't we just have Cubs night? You know, well, they Mark do. Have they do. It's I like know. next week. <laughs> right. When the, when the Cubs actually come here. But for me, context on this matters. This was a private event that coincides, of course, with a bunch of Cornhusker fans being here, which is why it makes sense. Also, so,
2: would, would anybody care if it was last year and this happened? And it wasn't, there wasn't so much juice around the program right now. CU people would care, yeah. As much as, as much as. Well, like, Drew's a CU guy. He yeah, would care. Yeah, we would care.
1: Yeah, yeah he would care.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd care. It,
0: it just is how many things have the Rockies done over the years that it's just like, guys, that's you know what, a that's, tone deaf? That's kind of what it is. When the team is bad and everything is going poorly, <laughs> and all of a sudden you see this team who's in last place in the what, National League about to lose 100 what games. If, what
2: if they're trying to be neutral? The CSU is, you know, in the area as well. What if they're trying to stay
0: neutral? They're trying to make money. They're trying to— they, Is that what America's all about? They, they didn't build it for nothing. It just so happens that the, it's a it doesn't look great, though. But but the old cliche, oh, Dick Monfort makes money off the party deck 81 nights a year. Oh, no. It's more than 81 nights a year. That party deck thing was open for business. And but you better to, believe. To be fair. He lined his pockets last night while the Rockies were in Arizona. Wow. So you say line your pockets as if it's something nefarious when every single team does this. Do you know that at after Nuggets games... And after ABS games, they host men's league games. So it's 11 p.m. at night after a Nuggets game, and there's a men's league basketball game happening on, on the board? same floor. Yes, that's awesome. And they do it for hockey as well. I have seen that myself. They have events after games on the ice and on the courts. Would, can, ball, would ball arena ever host Kansas City Chiefs night? If nope, uh, Kansas City Chiefs night. Yeah, hey, would
1: would Detroit at the Tiger Stadium would they ever host Ohio State night?
0: guys are making fair points but that being said it's the rockies should we just leave it there i don't think folsom field's opening for raiders night anytime soon see you wins yeah broncos win yep see you big broncos little but <laughs> a win <laughs> and we're here to talk about it with denver sports and i cannot wait for this weekend thank you all for listening out at mile high station with Mike Evans, you're on with No Sean before right. me and Mike. That's right. And Will's writing about it nonstop, top to bottom. And who knows when Will's going to be on? You just never know. But hang on, because Will Peterson and Andrew Mason breaking down next with Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan Rivalry Week. Here we go. <laughs>